Hi guys, this is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. His Word is here to bring glory to God's name, one testimony at a time. We are here to encourage, uplift, inspire, evangelize and to fellowship with Christ. So what is a testimony? A testimony is the evidence that God is working in your life. It gives us the assurance that God is real and that he is definitely here. So what are you waiting for? Share your testimony today. Hear his word, speak his word and share his word. His word is God's word. Hello everyone and welcome back to the testimony on Testimony Tuesdays. You have now tuned into His Word. This is Natasha Brown and it's a complete pleasure to be here today to share another testimony. It is only by His grace that we are able to come back every week with something new, with something fresh and with the ability to evangelise and to bring more people to Christ. We are so happy. Hallelujah. So this episode is called There's Power in Silence. Silence and the anchor scripture for this episode is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, and it says, No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. The Bible lets us know that our character, it is so important to walk in the spirit and to be all that God has called you to be but in order to do that you must first work on your character there are many instances in the bible where Jesus shows us how to live a righteous life he shows us how to behave when people come to us with an attack because there's gonna be situations where people want to challenge you but it's not everything that you need to challenge and if you study the character of Jesus you will understand that there's many times where he chose his battles and other times where he was just silent and there's power in just being silent it's not everyone that you need to give into the bible lets us know that we don't fight against flesh and blood we fight against the powers and principalities at work in the heavenly places so in fact that's why you have to pray and say god give me the spirit of discernment Help me to know who is from you, what is from you, and what has come to distract me, what has come to frustrate my purpose, what has come to lead me to walk outside of the anointing. Because you do not have time to be distracted by these things or by people who just don't understand that God is the priority in your life and therefore you will act according to his will, not what they intend for you. Sometimes people come to you to aggravate you to upset you but it's how you behave in those situations that honor and give glory to God I can't lie to you there are many times where I have had to bite my tongue or there's many a times where I've had to tame my anger because I I haven't always been in Christ so every day for me is a journey every day for me is a learning curve you know, and therefore sometimes I can feel myself becoming angry, but the Bible lets us know that anger is not of God. That is not what he called you to do. That's not the characteristic that he wants you to have, you know? He wants you to have words that edify and that please him. The Bible tells us that whatever comes out your mouth, you cannot praise him with the same mouth as you cussing and swearing. That is not of God. That is not what he intends for your life. And our guest today lets us know how she was able to overcome the um, situation that she was posed with by the enemy. 
And this is such a powerful episode because she speaks to us about things that people rarely ever speak about. You know, the more we talk about these things, the more that we are able to overcome it. But if we don't ever talk about things, people will always think, you know what, I'm, I'm alone, you know, I'm the only one going through this. But that's not true. We all go through challenges that are very similar to other people. It's just that we need to speak about it. We need to share our testimonies and show people, show the enemy, like, look, there is power in God's word. And I'm, I'm going to glorify his name by sharing my testimony and by allowing God to speak through me and to touch the lives of those who he has called to play this episode. Without further ado, please welcome Monique to share her incredible testimony on how God was able to show himself in every area of her life even when it looks bad god showed himself hallelujah my name is monique little hi everyone who's listening i am from queens new york it's cold here (laughs) and um i am a writer i go by a writer either a writer or a poet but i formally know myself as a writer um i'm also an author it was only by god's grace that i got through that honestly if anything i i've found out is that this book writing stuff is not as easy as it sounds <laughs> so it's um been an incredible journey just like working with god along that process of my book because my book is really about like my heart and how i've had to grow towards love in love and all of that stuff and Honestly, that has a lot to do with my testimony. And I kind of want to start with the scripture that has been coming to mind a lot lately. And I love meditating on it among the other ones where God is just talking about like us keeping our peace and him fighting for us. Because that's what he's been doing. Although sometimes from our doubt, it's just been hard to really believe. And he's just out here fighting. And he's looking at us like, she doesn't even know, (laughs) you know? But it's now the God of hope shall fill me up with all joy and peace and believing that I may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so that's the the scripture that I chose for this because like right now, I've been dealing with a lot all at once for the past couple months of my life. Honestly, it's gone by fast, but it's been the most painful because my dad passed away late September. It's a pain I wouldn't have imagined in my entire life. Um, even experience, because I was the one who found him. And it opened up a an understanding of what it means to live here on earth temporarily. And then these bodies that were in, I would have been like this close, or I was this close to being traumatized, truly. But by God's grace and love, I had people um, call me to just pray with me, pray over me. And it's and even people just praying like without me even knowing you know like like god i see his covering over what happened there um so much that it's been a supernatural experience and when i say that it's like for instance i had to ask someone i was like if anything if you're gonna pray for anything i need you to pray that i forget how my dad looked or how his body looked when i found him it took some time but there were moments when i would like i would remember and all i would see or experience more so is like joy like it was a pure covering while i was crying no less like i don't want to um kind of mix it up like just because his peace was there and his joy was there doesn't mean i didn't have pain to suffer and things like that I'm just saying like it was a supernatural experience to just have him there with me. 
It's like he would show up. And even if like, I think I was fasting the day that my I found my dad and it was the last day of my fast. And I'm pretty sure the devil came into my room and he said something about my dad dying. And I thought it was my own thought. Um, and I was freaking out. And I remember God was just standing there in my room, just comforting me. And it's like um, the, that one scripture, um, but a spiritual mind is life and peace. And that just kept going on in my mind. He was just there. And um, I see now why God did that. And honestly, for the past couple of like weeks, even before me finding my dad, I had to suffer falling out with some past like friends or brothers and sisters in Christ. And I haven't fully worked that out. But ever since I had been separated from them, I had received a bunch of peace, you know, and there was just a whole thing where I thought I was following God somewhere, but God had other plans. And then he just dropped his peace on me. I see why people describe it like that, like having peace fall on you, because that's exactly how it just like appears, you know? I had to learn how to accept it and, and things like that. And this just came from a girl who was little, who honestly, I don't know why exactly, but the devil really had like a, a plan for me. Like, yes, God had one, but God, the devil was just like, no, nah, we gotta get her. And what happened with me as a child was like between being molested and then raped in high school. And then I was really hard on myself as a child. And from like the age of six, I wanted to go home. I had this understanding in my heart that here was not my home. I just wanted to go so bad. And I knew I couldn't yet. I just had that pain for years. It was just so bad where like I had to, from that young age, I had to decide that I was going to live. You know, like I had suicidal thoughts, but I was just like, no, I'm going to choose to live and do this life thing. It was technically, it was for my family. Like I didn't want to do that to them. But at the same time, I know God put in that desire because um, in this world, there's just really this whole fight going on. And um, I can't even say that. I, I just wanted to live for my family. It was put in me, that desire. And so I wish I could better describe to you how bad it's been because it's only been too recently that I had like this new trigger that reminded me of what I had to go through as a child. And um, and this is like the third thing that's popped up for me in the season between my dad's passing away, dealing with these people who I did my walk in Christ with. And then the third one was this trigger that introduced something that I had suppressed in my life. And it brought me to that moment where I remember as a child, I would be so hard on myself. I would want to punch myself, knock my head on the wall. And with that coming up in my recent days, um, it's been a crazy amount all at once but i'm also seeing god work in the midst of it all at once the thing with my brothers and sisters in christ that was an attack a spiritual attack what god revealed to me was like the spirits behind them trying to get me to agree to certain things so that i could be lost for like who knows how long because after that whole experience that i had with them I kept hearing those spirits just like trying to get me to curse God, trying to get me that I'm an unforgiving person, you know, like it, it was a lot, honestly, almost tormenting, but at the same time, because God was just there guiding me, like, okay, no worries, I'll help you guide your heart, seek me in all things. And as I kept doing that, I would have more and more peace. 
I'm used to other people attacking me and um, a belief system that I grew up with now being challenged by God saying, you don't have to believe these things about you. You don't have to be punished by these things. They don't get to say that. I have love for you now. I have peace for you now. This isn't for you. What they're saying about you, and I'm not just talking about people, but what you also believe about yourself is not true. I have a different set of words to describe what your true identity is. And while all these things have been happening all at once, although starting at different times, it's like God has been using each moment to just show up in a different way for me, but also to prepare me for another thing. Uh, for instance, when I had, I thought I was moving to Texas for a couple of weeks, and instead I was staying in Pennsylvania and New Jersey for two weeks, and because I thought I was going to drive all the way to Texas from New York. Lord have mercy. He knows I would never do something like that. <laughs> he knows. Oh my gosh. But, you know, I was just like, faith, 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 let me do it. Um, which I do applaud myself for because um, I was just going to do it because I thought God was telling me. I was like, okay, if this is, if this is the case, you know. Um, but he was just like, no, I have other plans. But while I was there in those two weeks, I was able to get like a large blessing of like healing dad pain you know we all go through these things as children where like just something happens and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing but I had to deal with some dad pain and after that I came back home so I could be with my dad because I wanted to take care of him um and it had been a good couple of weeks honestly because even my dad and I we went to out to eat you know it was a blessing and we hadn't gone out to eat for like years <laughs> over a decade <laughs> that day created a beautiful memory for my dad and I just we ended up speaking to my brother on FaceTime that day and I remember we got to the doctor late that's why we ended up eating somewhere and so we both texted my mom saying um, the, the, the appointment was rescheduled for three o'clock. But we didn't say why, because we knew that she would have a problem with why, <laughs> because we were late. And so it wasn't until my dad uh, passed away that we realized that my dad and I both said the same thing, avoiding the fact that we were late, just saying that it was rescheduled. <laughs> and so my mom got a laugh out of that too, because she was just like, so you guys weren't gonna tell me that you were late? Yeah, we, we definitely knew her. That's not something that um, she would have wanted to hear at all. But I'm so grateful to have that memory, you know? Um, and it's been such a blessing to just go through this with God because even in my dad's passing away, like I know that there's life and death in the power of the tongue, but I've been able to experience even more just how powerful it is in in remembering like moments with my dad where he had been this so like supremely compassionate person in the words he said to me and so remembering those words in my pain has been such a comfort and a gift from god in those moments and man i 
without these things, I promise you that, and when I say these things, I'm talking about God, his gifts that he's providing me, his peace, his joy, his comfort, his compassion. I don't know how I would have gone through this. I'm, I know I wouldn't have gone through it. I don't like saying that because it's not something to really focus on, but like 100%. Um, and with this, I'm just like growing to understand, like I don't see any reason um, to even be anything without God. Cause I know we're nothing without him, but it's just like, I don't want to be anything without him. You know, like he's just been more of a friend, more of a compassionate friend at that, someone that I've needed, something that I had been desiring since I was a little girl. And um, he's just set me around like these beautiful people who have these same qualities of compassion, but not in a way where it's just like they, you know, let you do what you want, right? Like there's accountability and there's guidance, there's counsel. Um, and there's, it's, they have such a nurturing presence. And it's just been something that I've been needing through these past months and God gave me them like from two years ago, you know? And it's just like, wow, God, um, you've just been here for me <laughs> in such a large way. And I didn't even realize because these people who he had given me, honestly, I wasn't paying them much attention as much as I like would have been better off to because I was walking with like these people here that I had in Christ. And I have my separate trauma with them in spiritual abuse and things like that. I have to talk about it because it's a part of my testimony. I can't allow something like that, what I had to suffer personally, not saying that everyone who's friends with them does not, like they just suffer from this, that they're just toxic people. But I personally had something to suffer and to just keep it in the dark with myself is not really fair to myself. One, it's not fair to the testimony is not fair to the people who need to hear this if they do i, I feel yeah. like it's really important as well to just clarify as much as we are all in christ we also have to be very much careful because like the bible tells us that we are an empty vessel so what we fill ourselves with is a big deal to understand mm -hmm. and if you are not filled with christ if you're not filled with the holy spirit the enemy can use a spirit to come into you to use you for his purpose so at the end of the day like people may feel offended but at the same time it's important to draw awareness that not everything that people say is correct not everyone in the church is walking in the way that they're supposed to be walking and it's important for us to be very much mindful and watchful because if we don't, it can be very traumatic and it can be very damaging. And we can't allow that in Christ because then it can bring people away from God. And it's not fair. It's not fair that your whole journey or how you feel is messed up because the person in the church isn't walking how they're supposed to be walking. So don't feel bad about it. This is part of your journey. And people have to hear this because who knows, a person out there might be going through this very thing and they needed to hear that. Like, you aren't crazy. You aren't confused. It's not of God. Thank you. The amount of times I've, like, needed to hear that because um, the gaslighting was serious, you know? It was so much. 
Um, but I had to really just abide in Christ to really see it for what it was and really honor the fact that I may be wrong. I had to understand that I had to at least be open to where I went wrong to really actually see where someone else went wrong. So I could take my responsibility and honor them in their responsibility, their capabilities and incapabilities, you know? So it didn't have to come from a place of hate or, you know, resentment or anything. Um, at the same time though, I still had to really um, process the pain, which took a lot. Cause my, my whole issue was um, I'd be, more quick to forgive, but I wouldn't allow myself to process, you know, like I just want to be in good standing. I want them to be okay. I want, but it's not like only in a people pleaser type of way, although it did happen that way, but it was just like, I just want everything to be fine. Like we're God's kids. Like, why are we even fighting? Like why? But that's not exactly the way to do it. I had to learn boundaries. I had to learn um, to understand that not everything needs to be brought to someone, like kind of compartmentalizing. Like there's always, you could go to someone for a certain thing, but it's not about everything. You know what I mean? And actually processing the pain, allowing myself to feel it. The, the sooner I allowed myself to feel pain and all of that, the better it was like, okay, well, Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I'm okay. But uh, it was more of a thing where I wasn't actually believed, which I don't blame them for, um, truly. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and those yeah. who live in the, in the heavenly places, I believe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's hard to not be angry at the people that are hurting you because all we see is the people right but that's why we have to be spiritually minded so that we can see yes. what it is what i pray every day is god open my eyes so that i can see have this spirit of discernment to see when the enemy is trying to attack me like is this person from god is that thing from god is this opportunity from god because a lot of the things can look very nice right inviting and pleasing but is it from god like you can't just see everything and say oh my god it's from god no you yeah. have to be very careful no, yeah, you're so right. And like, I'm only learning that now. I had only been born again for about three years now. Same. And I'm learning like just how important that is. I, I went through this as a babe. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking out. Like Natasha, I have cried out to God for what I had suffering. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, right? And to, to, to see this happen in front of my eyes, like God had purely, has purely been fighting for me yeah. um, in the midst of it since all this has been going down, where I can actually keep my peace. In me keeping my peace, I come off as this person who doesn't want to use my voice, but in actually valuing my voice. I know what to not, you know, waste it on. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's been a beautiful blessing too, because I'm not an argumentative person. I don't like it unless we're trying to have a conversation like purely, but there's a part where we have to discern like, is this person or am I trying to just prove my own point or am I trying to see their side and things like that? You know, like just, is it a conversation or is there pettiness? involved and, and whatnot. When I've said all I needed to say about how I felt and even been apologetic regarding what I'm responsible for and someone else is coming at me and honestly is just coming at me, you know, I think that's when we are to have like the wisdom and the discernment to be like, okay, so clearly 
this conversation is done and really honor boundaries. That's what I'm having to learn. Like it's, there's no reason to continue into something where you're not being heard anymore. And that's something that I had to really learn about my experience because I had been speaking to people who weren't actually hearing. And that's why there had been so much of like a fight, so much abuse, so much just gaslighting, just a lot. And I don't even want to use the, the buzzword gaslighting, but there's just been a lot to learn in, in the midst of all of this with God. I have two questions. I feel like I have to ask this question. Yeah. So Go ahead. You don't have to like say who it is, but is this person in high authority in the church? See, that's, that's when things kind of um, get iffy um because there we didn't have like a like a physical church to go to like the building it was just like a couple of us kind of like in a group chat and we would meet every week and um you know just talk or read um i will say though that there was a, a an assumed position okay him as leader and then you know because stuff I like feel that. like when it comes to church people always see church as just like a building but mm-hmm. from my understanding of what church is church is the people right we are the blood yeah. right right so yes. that's why I had to ask that question so for people who are going through or went through what you went through with a person of authority in a church-like environment what advice would you have for that because I feel like sometimes of course the bible tells us to respect our authorities you understand and to submit to authority but there's boundaries to that because sometimes that there are people the jezebel spirit there's people who have those characteristics and they feel like okay since i'm an authority i can take advantage of this authority so what advice do you have for someone who has been taken advantage of yeah um that's a really good question especially because a lot of times with authority they can be uh, they could choose manipulative ways to get you to do a certain thing and um depending the type of person it could be self-serving or it could they could be like it would be an abusive standpoint where they're saying that it's for god you know, it's for you type of thing. Um, so you could be better in Christ and stuff like that. And um, with that, I would, the biggest thing that I would advise would be to, the, actually, there's two things, because this is what I, I've seen help be helpful for me. One, meditating on scriptures like, you know, the Lord shall fight for me and I shall hold my peace right? Um, but also having an identity exchange with God. Trade your own beliefs that you had growing up, the ones that are not true. Like you could have this conversation with God, like, God, what am I believing that isn't true? Give that to him. You could even see what he does with it. Sometimes in the spirit, I hand him the paper and he just, he doesn't even look at it. He just throws it or he burns it. I'm just like, well, okay. And then I ask him, so what do you have to say about me? And then I just like, yes, I accept and just receive it. And I keep doing that. And I end up being filled with truth so that it doesn't have to be become like a fighting thing with like people who are in a, in an authoritative state, you know, it's like, I'm able to stand in truth, stand in peace. And that's, I think is a huge thing because that's one of the easiest ways 
to actually have boundaries. It increases your discernment. Or when we're more aligned with God, more so, with Jesus Christ, we're more aligned with ourselves. And when that happens, we don't have to step outside of ourselves to start being more toxic and, you know, being more reactive instead of responsive or knowing when to stay silent. God did not talk back to everyone. When he, when he was being persecuted, he, there were moments he stayed quiet. I was like, I'm not doing this. There's power in silence. Yes, mm. yes. However, some people would speak to that and be like, no, you're not using your voice. That's not Christ-like. Um, but like, yes, God was not passive at all. However, there were people who would paint him as passive just because he did not choose to speak up about certain things, right? It's not even speak up about certain things because he didn't choose to respond to certain things because he knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, but there's just importance in just having the discernment because as the more we get closer to ourselves, the more we're able to have like just an intelligence with Christ where it's like emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, all that discernment, we're able to actually know what's happening when we're conversing with people, the spirits involved, how they're feeling, how we're to talk to them. And actually honor the fact that God moved with compassion with a lot of people and so much happened, so much joy, so much life happened in those moments. And so we, when we give ourselves the chance to do that, um, by also learning how to do it for ourselves, we're able to do it with people. And so we're able to keep the peace rather than, um, like really just let everything go like awry. You know what I'm saying? So all in all, just learn those things, fill yourself up with truth and understand, meditate on the fact because it, it's spoken about a couple of times, meditating on the word day and night. I totally forgot about that. But until I did start doing it, my life started changing. And I was just like, I really don't have to do as much as I think. Uh, that's Those are the really the biggest things I would say okay. to just help someone get through that. I kind of, I want to talk about this one thing about the power in silence. This, um, what happened, literally this was a week after my dad passed away. I had just found out that this group of people had blocked me. And so I'm just like calling, I'm trying to reach out first to someone like what's going on like i don't understand like one of the people who blocked me um and that didn't work out because you know i guess they blocked me they don't really want to talk so i was reaching out to people who you know hadn't blocked me if they knew what was going on whatever and they like reached out to to them blah 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 and then one of them who isn't necessarily in the mix he's more so like what he called saying was i don't want to i've been hearing things about you but I don't want to just go off of what, like, what I'm hearing. I want to, like, you know, see it for myself here or whatever. Um, and I remember before that conversation, I was meditating because he said, you know, he he asked to talk, and I was just, I figured I knew what it was going to be about. So I just meditated on the two scriptures: "The Lord shall fight for me, and I shall hold my peace, and um, be still and know that He is God." I was going over it over and over again. I'm already suffering so much pain, but this was like a a good time to do it because it was I had kind of like a break in between like grieving um and so when he called me he tells me those things I'm just like I don't even understand why you know so and so blocked me like she wasn't even in the conversation whatever um and there was a whole situation where he hung up and called back because he was asking me like um he asked me you know would you go in a group conversation again because that's when like everything like the terribleness started technically um with like the the spiritual warfare and I was just like no <laughs> I'm good <laughs> off of that and then he was like you know I urge you to consider it 
it? And I'm just like, no. Um, and he asks, he's asking why. And I'm about to talk and say why. And I start with, you don't know what I had to go through. And um, in the background, I hear like, it's like this outburst. Like there was just like a, a like a problem or something like that. Um, and from a, a female and um, a guy, I believe. And then I hear the person on the phone who I'm speaking to like yell stop. And I'm just like, I pause for a moment. Um, and I have two choices. I could just move past it and just continue, or I can ask who that was. And something in me decided to ask, who was that? And that was one of the people who was in that conversation that did not speak kindly of me, <laughs> to say the least. It's the, the person who was used in that spiritual warfare to attack me. And um, I thought that was so powerful. I, I stopped the conversation from there because I was just like, I already said that I wasn't going to have a group conversation. And now my boundary is like being disrespected or disregarded. So I'm just like, I'm not doing this right now. And I pick up and I hang up. And as I thought about, it's like, God, that was you fighting me, fighting for me, wasn't it? Like they were fully exposed. And I was just like, wow. I literally chose to just like leave that alone. And they messaged me too. One of them was saying this and that, you know, about me not using my voice. And I, I had the peace to not say anything, you know, same situation with the same girl. What's important was done already. And I feel like if I continue on, it's just, it's anti-edifying. And that's the vain babblings that God talks about. I'm stepping out of my peace. And I think that's just another description on like really just staying silent because what does the devil want you to do in a lot of these arguments? You know what I'm saying? He wants you to step outside of yourself. Thank you so much, Monique, for coming on to the His Word podcast. It's been amazing just hearing how God has shown himself in your life and how he continues to stay with you. That is why it is so important for us to be sensitive. Like you mentioned being sensitive. Like the more we learn about God, the more that we are able to learn about ourselves and the more that we are able to to show God in us you know how can we work on our character if we don't even read the bible that shows us about character you know so thank you for highlighting that point and reminding us that this journey with God is a journey and you need to involve him in every area of your life you need to involve him at every stage in that journey because he will continue to show himself he will continue to be all that you need him to be but if you don't rely on God if you don't invite him in then you won't really experience his glory because you won't know who he is and, and you won't acknowledge the testimony when it's there I know many people who have experienced amazing things in their lives but they miss it they miss it because they don't they aren't grateful they don't have an open heart and they haven't allowed God to be the center of their lives and they miss out. They miss it. They miss it. And you can't afford to miss it. You don't want to miss it in the season of your life. So thank you, um, Monique. And I pray that anybody who has played this episode, that you were truly blessed by it. And I pray that God heals you. He covers you with his blood and he changes any area of your life that is empty. He fills it with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
We thank God that he continues to work wonders in our lives. And I just want to say as well that if you do have a testimony, do not hesitate to reach out. We are an international platform and we are here to glorify God's name internationally. So if you do have a testimony, do not keep it to yourself. If your friends and family have shared something amazing, you let us know and we're able to use this platform to glorify God's name and to bring many people to Christ. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do you know how powerful that is? The living word lets us know that we have a duty to overcome, to overcome every obstacle of the enemy, everything that he has programmed to have dominion over your life, everything that he has programmed to work against you, every obstacle, it fails because of your testimony. It fails because you were able to overcome. It fails because you took that step to glorify God's name, to be obedient, to really acknowledge him. So if you are sitting on a testimony, sit no longer. Change the narrative on your life and give God all the glory. You don't know who you're able to impact. You don't know who you're able to save just by sharing what he has done done for you so guys it's been a pleasure it's natasia brown and you have listened to his word